morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, December 6th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. This is the second week of Advent and we will be looking at some text surrounding that theme. But before we get to that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in this Advent season, may we prepare our hearts, may we prepare our minds, may we work for your kingdom, and may we look with hope to the hope that is you. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our first reading is from Luke's Gospel, the third chapter, verses 1 through 6. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written, in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, quote, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. So this is the second week, or second Sunday, and Ad- well, the second week. It's the second week of Advent. But before we get to our biblical questions, Tara, are you finished with your Christmas shopping? Uh, that's a hard no, Brett. It's only December 1. I can't believe you asked me that. I say that <laughs> giggling because I wrote the question. Um, so Supply chain issues. You better get on it. <laughs> so I've, I've said to myself every day in the past week, I need to write down what I've bought to see where I am in my budget. And I haven't done it yet. What about you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... Fortunately, I already got Allie her gift, uh, and that's really the only gift that I buy for our our uh, my family. With all of us, we do we pick names, but we pick a thing that we have to get, and it was my turn to pick the thing. So like last year, it was socks, and we everyone got someone a pair of socks, and before that, it was like a coffee mug. I got gotcha. And this year, I was like, "What's the smallest thing I could get?" Because I don't <laughs> want more things in my house, and I was like, "I know." A magnet. Everyone has to get someone a magnet. You are a Scrooge. <laughs> but then it turned into when I shared it with the family. And my bro- little brother's like, "All right, anything magnetic." So I don't know what that means. For him. <laughs> I <laughs> hope <laughs> that he gets you like those magnet but, things that go in your car. Yeah, like no, I'm a car. little. I'm a little afraid it's gonna be something just huge, I and he's gonna get me. It. Uh, but all that to say, I have not gotten that for my. Uh, name that has been drawn to me yet that is so funny (laughs) but to our text 
What are we to make of John the Baptist? What in the world is a baptism for the repentance of sins? So, well, here's what I make of John the Baptist. He's absolutely my favorite outside of our Lord and Savior. (laughs) Um, But what I love about John the Baptist is that everything he does points toward Christ. Hmm. I mean, John the Baptist is the one who said, I must decrease and he must increase. And that wasn't because it was some sort of false humility. Like John lived out his life where at the end of his days, I think he really wanted to be able to say, I pointed the way to Christ. And so for me, that's like a model. Mm. I hope that I'm able to, you know, come to the end of my days and know that in some way I've pointed someone to the love of Christ. Um, You know, for the text, just like we had the prophets of old who told the Messiah's coming, John the Baptist is Jesus's contemporary Hmm. who wants people to know that something is happening in the world, something big. And so when he talks about a baptism for the repentance of sin, you know, ritual cleansing would have been something that was fairly common. But the idea that you would be baptized and then turn from your sins so that when you encountered the holy in the person of Jesus Christ, you would be ready in some way is wholly new. Mm -hmm. So I kind of love everything about him. I also love him because he's a weirdo. And that kind of just speaks to my heart, Um, you know, that he's so other and yet he has this really important job. You're you're like, I can get behind someone who eats locusts. Like, that totally totally makes sense. Wild honey. Wild honey. I'm on board with that. Favorite part of a cheese board is when they have a honeycomb on there. And I've shown up in many a party in an outfit that made people wonder what I was doing. (laughs) Just like he showed up in the wilderness. So, um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, you know what it really is. It's that idea of being other reminds me of like everyone's adolescence experience Hmm. when we always feel like we're on the outside. Hmm. And I think John takes his difference and lives into it instead of assimilating. I -hmm. mean, I'm just making this into a romantic poem at this point. (laughs) um, Tell me about you and John the Baptist, sir. I, you know, that you bring up just such an incredible point of even that kind of, you know, let's call it the height of his fame of, of where hundreds of people are coming to be baptized by him. And, and people are pointing to him as the Messiah. Uh, it's it's not even it's it's an in addition to the pointing away from him. It's a rebuke that he's not that. Yeah. Um, and uh, how many times as leaders do we take a little bit of that and then we point it on? And it and uh, you know we'll take a little bit. We'll take the praise and then we'll pass it on to Jesus. And yeah. so uh, John he, he rebukes it and turns it back towards Christ. Uh, and he always is aware of, you know, who he is in comparison to the Messiah to Jesus. Um, and I think that that is, as you said a model for not just preachers and leaders to live by, but for all of us to live by of, of what does it look like in, and living out our lives uh, that is pointing away from ourselves because um, the ego is a big thing uh, and, and we want to uh, bring a lot to us. And so uh, the idea of pointing away is something that we should all strive towards. Um, you know, it's funny because during this season of Advent, which 
we have a lot of people who consider themselves followers of Jesus Christ, and yet we have this really kind of secular experience of the holiday. And I, I mean, myself included, sure. right? I've got a tree up. It's not filled with Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's filled with macaroni ornaments my girls made when they were little. Um, but I think that we should be the people who are kind of on the outside saying, this is wonderful and a blessing. But you know what's this is really about? Like I don't I don't mean it as in I don't know. I don't want to be a downer by any means, but to always, you know, at the end of the day find some way to say the real thing that I think God wants and what John is telling us is for us to be transformed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of the love of God. Mm-hmm. And to use our will to live out God's will. And 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 I think Part of the ways, uh, you know, as you said, you don't want to be that guy at the party that's like, well, did you know that Christmas is not about, you know, presents? Right. You you don't want to be that that person, but I think. Or do I? Or do you? I don't don't know. No, because I love presents. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. But but I think what, you know, what we see the prophets do uh, is, is. Is how do we make new meaning? You know, yes. how do we make meaning out of the things? When you look at your, uh, when you look at your Christmas tree and you see the lights on the tree, you know, how do you reflect that with your family or with your friends? Of like, man, it's so nice to have the light of Christ in the world. You know, uh, and and how do you see, take these symbols that we have? Or your, you know, your child's macaroni art of how uh, lovely that we serve a creative God that has given us the blessing to create. Um, And, you know, just taking things that we have in our society and in our culture, uh, and then how do we make new meanings that point not to us, but away from us? Yeah, I think maybe what John the Baptist had that what I'm hoping I will have is perspective. Mm. I do think maybe 75% of the time, I'm able to have the perspective of all of life is a miracle. Mm-hmm. I live every day kind of stunned at the goodness of my life. And that has very little to do with things. Um, but to remember that in the rush of, did I get the right gift? Is, you know, uh, I'm exhausted because we're doing all these things. I don't know. I I, I want to be more like John the Baptist. And John the Baptist wants me to be more like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Friends, with that, we'll end with a quote from Leonardo Boff who says, The reign of God, the eschatological liberation of the world, is already in process, is already being established. It takes shape in concrete modifications of actual life. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.